0: Well, welcome, everyone. Uh, I know a few more people, including my own family, will uh, be joining us soon enough. Uh, but I am going to go ahead and start us with, uh, oh, there they are, by uh, sharing my screen here. Right. I think that's working. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us this afternoon. Uh, let me welcome you to our first congregational meeting of 2021. Uh, there are a few things that the elders and I would like to cover at this meeting, so I'm going to just dive right on in here. All right, so first I'd like to share some ministry updates of what God has done over the past year. And this is really important because you don't have to look hard to see that many things have been different and there have been so many difficulties that we've experienced over the past year. Uh, and, and of course, that ranges from from bitter political divides to uh, revolting displays of racism and injustice, uh, but but also to the day in day out restrictions and fears and sickness and death that has come from the COVID-19 pandemic. It has been a diff- difficult year for all of us, and in that, for some of us, I know it's been even harder than that. As I know firsthand that that many here have struggled with. Family issues and, and and a whole array of mental and emotional and physical health issues, um, as well as uh, loneliness, anxiety, and and much more. So there's there's clearly been a very great deal to be sad about, and and so it's it's appropriate for us to acknowledge those difficulties and to and to mourn them both 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 personally and, and corporately as as a church, and to call out for God for relief. The scriptures call us to do all of those things in faith, trusting that our loving Father in heaven knows our every need and in numbers our every hair. Um, yet, at the same time, it is appropriate that, that we also consider all the true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and praiseworthy things that the Lord did. And so to help us do just that, I asked a number of our ministry leaders to share some updates along those lines for us to consider. So, first off, uh, I'll start with uh, with, with just uh, some numbers here. In in terms of our 52 Sunday services in 2020, we had 10 regular services. Do you guys remember when when a scene like this was considered normal? Uh, may it be so again, Lord. <laughs> and then once COVID hit, we then did 18 online services, mostly via Zoom. After that, we made the move to 14 outdoor hybrid services so that we could gather uh, both in-person and on Zoom for others. And when it finally got too cold outside, we moved back inside for 10 indoor hybrid services, which have continued, of course, well into 2021 now. And the elders are are watching with eagerness to see how regulations change as the number of COVID-19 cases continue to plummet by God's grace. I mean, just look at that. This is, I just took that picture yesterday. Like, this is really incredible, and we have much to be grateful for. Now, we don't yet have uh, definitive plans for whether we'll remain indoors or possibly move outdoors once the weather warms up, but we welcome your prayers as we make such decisions before long. Now, Despite having to go outside and then back inside at various times and trying to figure all this out, I'm pleased to say that we were still this year, 2020, that is, able to do three baby dedications, two baptisms, and even a socially distanced children's Christmas drama. And I'm so grateful for, for all the work that I, that I know several of you put into making each of those things happen. So thank you for that work. Uh, Also, by God's grace, we were still able to hold encouraging uh, men's, uh, a men's retreat and, and a women's retreat this past year, even if they looked a bit different than usual. Now, what didn't look different than usual is that even though these events took place only one week apart, you'll notice that many of the guys are wearing shorts while the women have a fire going and an entire table full of blankets. I'm not making any judgments there. I'm just observing. Draw your own conclusions. Next up, in regard to our building and the joint uh, GFC-YKC building committee, there are many encouraging things to report. I'm going to give you seven of them. In consultation with the deacons, uh, the building committee was was integral in, in figuring out what our... Um, Our COVID-19 plan would be, including the transition to outdoor services and then indoor services. Um, The women's restroom was completely renovated. Praise Jesus. Uh, In in addition, there were many safety and security updates uh, added as well, including fixing some sidewalk cracks and uneven services. Um, A number of you probably didn't even notice uh, those things, but those were some safety hazards, especially for those who might be joining us um and and we have difficulty walking uh we also uh sealed the parking lot we added security cameras and we got a new lockbox they uh the building committee also uh allowed us to get spray foam insulation put in to save electricity costs and to keep us a little bit warmer in the winter time and of tremendous value they continued working with YKC and Wellspring Church who who share our church building and the educational building next door And and the result of all this is is that God is causing three local churches to benefit from one facility. So I'm I'm so grateful for the building committee and all that they're doing behind the scenes for us. Now, in regard to our global mobilization team, our GMT, which I I should note uh, at the moment is also graciously overseeing our our domestic ministry partnerships as well. So they're they're doing double duty. uh, a few encouraging things to report along uh, the lines of what they do. Uh, first of all, we've been able to increase our giving to our missionaries. We've uh, also seen several improvements to the missions corner located in the rear of the church sanctuary. Uh, for those of you joining us over Zoom, you maybe haven't seen those, but that's uh, that's been a nice addition. We've been able to invest in various local ministries and ministry opportunities for the Miller family, for the Perspectives course, for the Pregnancy Resource Clinic, and for the Center County Orphan Care Alliance. The GMT uh, also orchestrated us being able to meet and hear from several missionaries in person, especially during our Missions Month this past November. Uh, Also, there has been increased interest in advocacy teams. Those are A-teams, which are set up to provide ongoing connection and encouragement for uh each of our missionaries and god saw fit to have two missionary babies born which the gmt didn't really have anything to do with but we're praising god for for aubrey and rank and timothy james adair and i should also note that for the sake of time i cut out quite a few other things that the lord did through the gmt and and if you'd like to hear more uh I'm, i'm certain that that steph and other gmt members would be delighted to fill you in so you could you could ask them for more Next, I have some updates from our, our women's, children's, and care team ministries, and there's a lot that could be reported here, but like with the the same thing with the GMT update, there's just so much to share that I had to cut out a ton, but here are just a few things to be praising God for. Uh, regarding women's ministry, there there is a devotional in James happening uh, regularly on the, the ladies' Facebook group. Um, there are Uh, Also, several women who have worked hard to organize and connect ladies with one another such such that they can can meet in small groups uh, and one-on-one for prayer and scripture memorization and thereby deepening their relationships with the Lord and with one another. In regard to children's ministry, several of our amazing Sunday school teachers have continued holding classes via Zoom which has been crucial for our children uh, to connect with other friends in order to study God's word, to pray together, and just to be together during the disruption that this past year has brought with it. And I also know that that Becky John, our children's ministry director, has put in much hard work to allow Sunday school to open back up in person already this year with more plans uh, for further changes on the way. Uh, And our care team which does so much wonderful table ministry, as we discussed a few uh, weeks ago, uh, had had a giant list of things God did. Here are just a few. We were able to provide rides and, and meals, food, clothing, household items, and even Christmas gifts to needy families. The CARE team developed and utilized the new One Another Fund, which allowed um, allowed us to help with all manner of financial needs in our church and our local community. The care team also provided solar power to Teresa Missions in Kenya when their power lines were vandalized. They were actually they were actually stolen and they 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 couldn't get power in their community. And so we made a donation that allowed them to now have solar. I think that's really, really cool. And one of my absolute favorite stories from this past year is that that God connected us with a a local Sri Lankan woman named Amalia, and we were able to care for her financially. Uh, by befriending her, and by providing a Bible in her own language so that she could read and discuss scripture with others. Amalia is now back in Sri Lanka, but she wrote us a thank you, and I wanted to read it to you guys. Here's what it said. I want to thank Grace Fellowship Church because my life is filled with so many wonderful things. You showed me the path to Jesus Christ. That was the amazing thing that happened to me thank you so much for your support for me during this hard time. So w- while we can't be certain uh, if Amalia has put her faith in Jesus Christ, we know that persecution and violence has increased towards Christians in Sri Lanka. So, so please keep Amalia in your prayers. And I want to say thank you to the CARE team for your part in caring for Amalia and for so many others like her this past year. And finally, here are a few other notable things to uh, praise God for. These are not less important than the other items, but to be honest, I just simply ran out of time to dedicate an entire slide to each one. So here's, here's a few other things that are just really remarkable. So let's praise God that small groups have begun meeting in person again at the end of our indoor services. And I know that, that many of you uh, have were asking for those constantly and have been rejoicing a lot and even helping uh, to now make those happen. So, so thank you for that. Uh, also, I want to praise God that, that many hands have made for light work in regard to setting up and cleaning up each week so that that uh, is able to happen very quickly and effectively, uh, which has allowed us to do even more in person. Uh, also, this is really remarkable. Church giving Increased by $20,000 between 2019 and 2020. And that's just really remarkable. I just wouldn't have guessed that given how crazy last year was for so many of us. And here is one of my absolute favorite things God did last year. And that is we have seen many new faces. Many of you are new to Grace Fellowship Church. And again, that's just remarkable. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's sometimes hard to appreciate. Uh, when, when God is doing something in our midst, because it's, it's hard to compare it to what else is going on sometimes. But, but honestly, pretty much every other church that I know of, nearly without exception, saw saw uh, somewhere between a few and a significant drop in attendance. Our church grew, and we are about to have our largest membership. Class, whoop, I missed that one, sorry. We are about to have our largest membership class ever next Saturday morning. And there is still time to sign up. So if you, uh, if you are just considering, uh, what it would look like to be a part of what God is doing here at Grace Fellowship, there's still time. You can, uh, talk to Ryan, uh, you can find the more information on our church website, right where you found the link to get here today. And, uh, Ryan would be happy to include you in on the details of what that will look like next week. So I am I'm, I'm just want to say I'm so grateful for all of you, whether you've been here for many years or just a few weeks. I can't wait to see what God has in mind. Now, that brings us to the next portion of our congregational meeting, and it's a question the elders ask ourselves every year. What is the most important thing for GFC to do in 2021? Given all that God has done last year and is doing right now, what can we do together to align ourselves with him? Well, here's what we came up with. Our 2021 goal is to raise up leaders for the growth God is giving. To raise up leaders for the growth God is giving now I'm actually going to stop screen sharing here because I want to, I want to talk with you all face to face about this or or at least as as close as, as we can get so um, our like I said our, our goal is to raise up leaders for the growth God is giving because God is giving growth. Over the past years, we've developed deacons, we've continued to preach faithfully, and and as we've sought to constantly care for all of you better, God has seen fit to grow our church. Many of you are are actually joining us here right now. you, You weren't here when I gave the last one of these updates last year. And so God is increasing the number of people for us to care for, which is a truly wonderful problem to have. But that will come with growing pains. The, the, the cracks will begin to show in our systems and, and our methods and our, and our ways of thinking. And the things that, that worked when we were smaller will increasingly not work as well. And if we're not careful, our, our culture of, of lovingly investing deeply in one another through fellowship and studying God's word, it could tend to wane. Now, the elders don't expect it to wing and we certainly don't want it to but the tragic story of countless churches and even entire denominations over the centuries is that it can and so it would be it would be really naive even prideful of us to assume that it couldn't happen here but it doesn't have to be that way See, a a few weeks ago, I spoke on Acts 6. And as we looked at how the early church handled the, the cracks that formed as their numbers expanded, their solution was this, raise up another set of godly leaders to help manage the work so that each group could do what they do best. Our solution here at Grace Fellowship Church in 2021 should look similar, I think. We need more leaders to handle the growth that God is giving. That, and that will include leaders in formal positions, such as elders and, and deacons and directors of various ministries. But that, that also includes less formal positions, such as small group and growth group leaders. It might mean leading an A-team or a men's or women's retreat. And it certainly means coming alongside younger believers and newer people to our church in order to learn their needs and and to help however we can and to constantly strengthen their connection to Christ by God's grace. And as we continue to grow, I expect we'll need leaders for new problems we've either not encountered yet, or maybe we, we have encountered them, but we haven't yet noticed. Now, some things we have noticed, okay? Some things are very clear. So for example, right now, we've noticed that Peter Kroll, one of our elders is on sabbatical. And so some of the things he'd normally do as an elder have been split up among the other elders. And as we'll be highlighting in just a few minutes, we've also noticed that Bill Drips, one of, the, one of one of our elders, one of the founding members of our church, is stepping down as an active elder and and into the role of elder emeritus. And so the things he'd normally do have been split up among the other elders. And so Reese and Dan and I have been looking at each other a little bit going, "Uh, we're going to need some help. (laughs) And so we'd love to consider whether God might be preparing some of you right now who are listening at this moment for the role of elder. Because... Even when Peter returns in 2022, you guys should be aware that I myself am going to take a sabbatical at that time. I've been an elder since 2010, and I think it would be helpful, good, and wise for all of us if I could step back for a year as well. And so I'll be asking the elders, the deacons, and and some others to take on some of the things I do. And I'll be honest with you, my hope and my prayer is that for for some of those things, I won't be taking them back on when I return. Not because I don't want to, and, and not because I can't, hopefully not because I can't, but because God could be preparing you to lead it next. And I wouldn't be surprised if God did similar things with the other leaders in our church too. Not because any of you don't want to lead in a given way. Not because any of you can't lead in a given way, but because God is preparing someone else, perhaps, to lead it next. And what that does is it frees up the former leader to have space to to think more creatively, to do more training and discipling, and honestly, to do what Whatever so pleases the Lord in that new season. Now, the elders will be discussing over the coming months what this all could look like, including what some of the job descriptions might look like for various leadership roles. We have some of those. We need a lot more. But we we might come and and ask you for some help. But you also don't have to wait for us to ask you. If you're interested in a learning role or trying something new, go ahead and let one of the elders know. I would love to hear your ideas. Reese and Dan would love to hear from you uh, about things that you would like to see happen at Grace Fellowship or ways that we could do something we're doing, but even better. We, We sincerely look forward to hearing what God puts in your hearts and minds as you prayerfully consider this. And as we together all seek to raise up leaders for the growth God is giving. Now, I'd like to virtually call up front, uh, Reese and Dan for the last segment of our congregational meeting here. So I'll, I'll turn it over to them.
1: Thanks, Tom. That's, uh, very encouraging things. Uh, let's see. Do you, uh, can you spotlight, uh, me and Bill and Bonnie at the same time? I imagine we have the power. I
0: think we can do that.
1: So, uh, we're celebrating a first here at Grace Fellowship Church. Uh, we want to celebrate uh, Bill and Bonnie, and particularly Bill serving as an as, uh, elder. Uh, we've been very blessed to have Bill and Bonnie help uh, get GFC started. You guys have been serving the church tirelessly for 20-some years now. You were there at the very beginning. Uh, Bill has been an elder since the very beginning, and, and Bonnie's been his wife and elder wife and, and laboring along and serving faithfully uh, with him. Uh, both of you have been integral to our church. And we are deeply thankful for your service. Thank you very much. So, what is the first that I mentioned? What, what's this first thing that we've never had before at Grace Fellowship? Was well, this where we've we've never had an elder serve so long and so faithfully that God is now calling this elder to another role uh, beyond the elder team, and and that is with Bill. He's been serving 20 years as our elder and. And now God has something else for him in store. And that role that, if you've read Tom's email, is the pastor emerit- or the elder emeritus role. And, and so we want to recognize Bill and Bonnie and, and particularly Bill's transition from, uh, elder in the, in the official stamp, the official role to the, uh, elder emeritus. So just in case you're wondering, Bill is still going to be here. Bill and Bonnie are still going to be here. They're still going to serve. And I know Bill, uh, I didn't ask him about this, but I know him that he would be delighted if you wanted to talk with him about um, anything. If you, if he's, he's really good at, at encouraging. So if you want to talk with him and, and and get his thoughts on something, he'll help you with that. If you have a, a question about anything else, he'd be happy to do that. If you want some counsel, he can help you with that. Um, but if, if you want to talk with him, he is available. So uh, I assume that's true, Bill, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, but he is moving on from official eldership duties. And and so uh, I did want to read some scripture here that I think is appropriate. This is uh, Philippians, uh, Paul, or uh, Tom had quoted Philippians in, uh, in chapter four. So we're in chapter three here, chapter three, 12 through 14. This is Paul writing to a church And he's talking about his own experience and his own example. Paul says this. He says, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, uh, perhaps similarly to Paul's situation, I think he's, he is talking about some stuff that was in the past and, and yet he's still not done his race, uh, and he's looking forward to what God has in store for him. He's not going to give up, um, and he's recognizing this isn't the end. Uh, there is a transition here. And so I think of, of Bill that Bill has not already obtained, uh, all of this. Uh, he has not been made perfect. He has, um, uh, third, verse 13, he has not considered that he's already laid hold of salvation, uh, completely. Uh, but yet he is still, even in this new role, going to strive ahead and, um, and pursue Christ and, and continue to be that example, uh, that he has been. So, so for still many years. And so, uh, Bill, thank you for, uh, example, uh, being an example for us and our church and an example of Christ to, uh, to our church and the world. Um, so um, uh, we're going to have a, a moment of prayer here in, in just a minute, but uh, we want to encourage you that, that, that you should keep pressing on, as I know that you are already aiming to do, uh, and again, in your new role, being a great example for all of us. Um, <clears throat> before I hand it over to, uh, to Dan for a prayer time, I did want to share just a, a few examples uh, a fraction of the examples of of how I've seen and we have seen uh, Bill's and, and Bonnie's impact on our church. I remember uh, this is before Grace Fellowship days when I was a new Christian. One of the things that really caught my attention about Bill was at, this was at a, at a former church I had been attending there. Uh, and um, it caught my attention that at the end of the service, Bill was like the the bodyguard for the back door. Like nobody could get through without talking to him. And and that really impressed me that he really cared about uh any anybody that was new, particular, any visitors, like they weren't gonna slip out of there until uh he got a chance to meet them because he really cared for them. Uh, Bill also has a real gift for encouragement uh and a real knack to uh to have eyes of faith that were the gift of faith, to see that God is at work through a particular circumstance. Uh, I also like that Bill doesn't always play by the rules. <laughs> you know, if like a lot of times we have a box for what life should look like or or how it should run and and Bill has the gift of kind of looking beyond the box and seeing, well God's big. What could he be doing here? So he has a real gift of of faith and encouragement. Uh I'm sure many of you as you have talked with him have know what I'm talking about. Uh Bill has helped us as a church get settled in with City Church. And I don't know if you know this, but for the past many years, I don't even know how many years, uh, Bill has been going every week to, uh, have a prayer time. I think it's one or two hours, maybe two hours with, uh, the city church pastors. And so he's, he's dedicated a lot of time, to build those relationships so that, that our church is, has a great standing in the, in the Christian community here, uh, in state college. And I think that's just such a, an awesome and wonderful thing. Thank you, Bill. Uh, Bill has also been very key and instrumental in getting our building, and not only in getting our our, the the physical building that we have, but brokering this deal. And the deal was, like, going to fall through a couple times, and and Bill was, like, running around and, and like, pulled it together and made it happen. And this is such a unique thing. I think you guys know this. We share a building with another church, and we split the costs on a certain percentage. And so it's pretty unique, I would say that we have this arrangement and bill was just super influential and, and key to making all of that happen and even talking to the bank and making sure the bank was cool. Cause this was weird to them and all of that. So thank you, Bill. Bill has uh bill and Bonnie have helped uh, minister to many of the church discipled many of us and, and also done lots of marriage counseling and so forth. So that's just a small fraction of the things uh, and the impact that Bill and Bonnie have had. So, I'm going to pass it over to Dan for time of prayer.
2: And uh, before I, I start us off in prayer here, just one thing I'd love to add, uh, Bill and, and Bonnie. I'm, I could go on, Becky and I could both go on about the ways in which you've ministered to us in our own marriage. But personally, one thing I did want to draw attention to you is around the time that I became an elder candidate, uh, Bill began discipling me. And it was actually through that time that I, I really got a, an inside look into the, not only the mind and, and heart of Bill, but I started understanding more what leadership looked like. And he was able to just lovingly help me grow in certain areas. And I, I'd like to think that it was that council that helped me to then become an elder uh, in good time. And and I, one of my favorite parts about that is now that I'm a young elder and, Bill, your role is shifting, It's it's my privilege to even take on a small portion of the things that that you've been running on so faithfully uh, for the last 20 years so i just love to thank you personally for that and both of you uh bill and body for your influence in my own life um as i open up a, a time of prayer i've i've asked the elders including peter on sabbatical to step briefly out of uh out of sabbatical to pray, uh, before scurrying back in his cave. I'm just kidding. Uh, but what I'd like to do is I'll, I'll ask Tom to, uh, to open us up in prayer and, and then, uh, then Peter and then Reese, and then I'll close the meeting out.
0: So Tom, would you start us off? Sure thing. Please pray with me. God, what a gift Bill is to Grace Fellowship Church. Uh, what, what an amazing thing that you have, have built in this, this church that, that all of us, uh, love and get to be part of. God, we, uh, we owe so much of that to Bill. And perhaps one of the best things about it is that it, I know for a fact that when I even pray this way, Bill is saying, not me, Lord, but you. This is all about you. And God, we agree. We know that, uh, that every one of the other elders here, we have received um, so much counsel and help from bill he has been a spiritual father to uh to to each of us elders and and so if there is anything good that is coming uh through the ministry of grace fellowship church uh, we know that it has bill's spiritual dna coming at it uh through us and we know that uh that anything good in bill came because of christ uh, god we know that you are in the the business of rescuing people through the power of the gospel, even as we heard Ryan preach on today, uh, we we are uh, we were desperate, we were hopeless, and yet uh, you sent someone to tell us the good news, and we were baptized into Christ, uh, so was Bill, and we are uh, we have to experience so much of the blessing through his ministry. God, we pray that it would continue to be that way, uh, even, even as he steps down from the role of, of, of actually actively serving as an elder and we look to you, God, to see what you plan on doing through him and and how glorious it's going to be.
3: Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful for Bill. You have told us, Lord, to remember our leaders, those who spoke to us the word of God, to consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And Lord, in Bill, we have had an example uh, of, of, of one which is sadly, all too rare these days in the Christian world. An example of a man who has stayed the course, a man who has not turned aside to immorality or to bullying or uh, to all other manner of, of evil or controversy, but, but one who has faithfully, day by day, step by step, given up his life, To serve you and to walk humbly with his God. And Lord, we remember Bill and we are so grateful. And Lord, you have brought about so much fruit and life through his ministry. You have seen fit to encourage many, uh, to build tremendous partnerships and to communicate a vision and a passion for, uh, for making disciples for training people, for understanding people, for loving them. And I pray, Lord, that you would please help the rest of us to imitate this faith that we have seen in Bill. Thank you for this example of the Lord Jesus that you have set before us. And uh, Lord, please give us more such examples as we move forward into uh, the next generation and beyond we pray these things in Jesus name.
2: Amen.
1: Yes, Lord, I really echo uh, those prayers. Thankful for for Bill and and how you have made him and how um uh, you've used him so instrumentally in in the lives of many in our church and, and many that have moved on from our church and are, are now who knows where all over the world. Um and and so uh, we thank you for uh, his faith and his um his perspective that he brings. Um, thank you for his labors as well. God, I pray um, that in the words of Paul, that you would encourage Bill as he as he enters this new next phase uh, of service and, and of life, that you would uh, help him to persevere, that he would uh, continue to press on ahead, to grab a hold of of, of you and of the life to come, and, uh, and that he would continue to give it all he's got. Uh, and in his own words, fail in the right direction until you call him home. And uh, we pray this uh, in your name.
2: Dear God, we thank you so much for your work in Bill and Bonnie's life. And uh, as loving leaders of Grace Fellowship, we ask that you would uh, continue to Allow them to be fruitful in ministry, Lord, but even Lord willing, if they get to the age where they're able to contribute nothing, would you even help that time to be sweet as they're reminded that you are the one who has been their source of strength the whole time. Lord, we, we love Bill and Bonnie, and we thank you so much for their service uh, to Grace Fellowship. Amen. All right, I'll close this out. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, we won't be, ordinarily, we would maybe take questions during an in-person congregational meeting. We thought that would be a little cumbersome. So what we'd like you to do, all the elders, is we'd like to invite you, if you have any feedback or questions about any of the points you heard today, or maybe anything you thought you'd hear about and you didn't, uh, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk more. Uh, two ways you can do that. One is right on the... Uh, on the the members' website, you should find any of our contact information if you don't have it already. As well, if you click on the printable bulletin on the main uh, church website, of course, all of our contact information is there, at least our phone numbers. Uh, but we'd love to talk more if you'd like to. Uh, otherwise, feel free to mill about and say hi to one another, I suppose, for a uh, few minutes. And uh, we'll hope to see you next week. Thanks so much for coming.